Some of you may be wondering why I chose that reading for today's chapel talk, which Teddy read so well. And I admit, at first glance, the story of a woman falling out of the sky, being caught by geese, then moving onto the back of a turtle, and eventually building land out of a speck of mud from a muskrat, that story may not have immediate, obvious relevance to our lives here. But if you look deeper, there's a powerful message about the natural world, our relationship with nature and each other, and what we can learn from nature if we are willing to listen. That reading is a Native American creation story that I found in a book by Robin Wall Kimmerer titled Braiding Sweetgrass, which, along with past chapel talks, inspired this talk today. Pasquani is a wonderful place to think about how we think, to examine and consider our assumptions about how we live today and how we want to live tomorrow and then to act. One of the themes I see in this story, one of the first themes I see, is about our place in nature. I grew up, as I suspect many of you did, thinking of people as the top of the food chain. We are the top of the pyramid, and everything else is beneath us because of our incredible brains and our mastery of technology. Flowers are pretty. My dog Bailey is a sweetheart, sometimes. But I am superior to them. That is not the paradigm in this reading. In that story, Sky Woman is saved by the creatures around her. She needs them to survive. Think about how you conceive this world and your place in it. Do you think about this as something that you are meant to conquer? Do we think of ourselves as masters of this space or as students of it? A second theme in this story is our dependence on one another to solve problems, our dependence on one another to survive. It requires all of the creatures in that story to save Sky Woman and to build a new home. First, the geese catch her. When they couldn't hold her, the turtle comes to help. The muskrat brings the mud, and eventually she plants the seeds that feed the same creatures that saved her. They give to her, and she gives back. Think about how you conceive this world around you and what you exchange with it. Think for a moment about all the gifts we have here from nature. What are some of those gifts and how do we benefit from those living here? Rabbit. The lake. The lake. An unbelievable lake. Tristan. It gives us a home. Why? Fresh air. Some of the cleanest air we're going to breathe. Teo. The wilderness, the plants. Porter? Bird song before Reveille. Bird song before Reveille. Curtis? Natural resources. Natural resources. Wood. Wood. All kinds of wood. Chase? Beautiful views. Stunning places to just sit. Clay? Wind. Wind. Spoken like a true PYC man. Go ahead. Uh, Reese, what's that? Sunshine. 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 Right. Nikki? Trees that provide us shade, depending on where you're sitting. 
Those are all excellent examples. Now think about what we can give back in return. What duty, what dharma, as Pip said on Friday, do we owe the natural world and to those around us? While we live here this summer, how do we give back to the world around us? Teddy. By protecting nature. By protecting nature. Examples of how we do that are other, thank you. Leaving Sandra. no trace. Leaving no trace. We spent a lot of time thinking about leaving no trace, not just because it's some practice we should do, but because of our obligation to give back to this place and other places. Rafe. What's that? Planting, absolutely. Pip. Take. Taking the time to stop, appreciate it, enjoy it, not let it race past us. Rabbit. Learn about it so you can establish a sense of place and connection to it. Learn about it so you can establish a sense of connection, a sense of place. Wyatt. Not changing it, not trying to tear it down, not trying to alter it too much. You've hit everything that I had on my list and more as usual. A third theme from this story to me is that we must work hard to thrive and to endure discomfort and fear. Think of how uncomfortable it would be to fall out of the sky and land on a bunch of geese. Think of how frightening it would be to stand on the back of a turtle with no land in sight. Fear and discomfort are powerful forces, and we spend a lot of our lives trying to avoid them. Some writers have called the history of Western civilization the history of people trying to become more comfortable slowly. And we live more comfortably today than any people at any time in history. What are some of those comforts that we enjoy at home? Gavin. Um, TV or video games. TV, video games. Tucker? Air conditioning. Air conditioning. Ben? Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Teo. A hot shower. Ian. Soft materials. James. Safety. Mateo. Privacy. Milo. Shelter. Olivier. Better access to food. Charlie. Running water. Jack. Electricity. Benno. A bed that we're used to. Logan. Digital music. So great. Elliot. Clean food and water. Clean food and water. Jackson. An abundance of services. An abundance of services. An abundance. Benno? Uh, our pets. Our pets. Our families. People we care about. Pip. Free time. Free time. Free time. Right? We're not scheduled. We can do what we want. Ian? Insurance. Insurance. <laughs> Wyatt. Efficiency. Right? That's just some of all the comforts that we have and that many people have not even had ever in the history of, of people. It is easy to confuse comfort with happiness. It is easy to confuse comfort with happiness. But when we are too comfortable, we are not growing. We are not living fully. It's not intuitive to seek discomfort, and it takes practice. Fortunately, we're at camp, where we get to practice being uncomfortable every day. 
What are some of the ways that we're deliberately, that we choose to be uncomfortable here? Ian. Cold showers. Tristan. Tub, walking down the tub, walking back up. Gavin? Not a very comfortable bed. If you put that up on Etsy and said, please buy this bunk, I don't know how many buyers you would get. Teddy. Uh, having your own privacy. Having your own privacy. A lot of us have our own rooms, right? Henry. Like that, living with a bunch of people. Living with a bunch of people. It's one thing to share my room with my brother. It's another thing to share it with 24 other guys and Dana. Elliot. To walk up from the waterfront. To walk up from the waterfront. Anthony. A lot of bugs. Richard, expeditions, thank you. Uh, Mikey. Um, you, don't you don't get changing rooms, right? Brian. No AC. No AC. Talking to new people. Talking to new people, right? At home, we can maybe avoid doing that. Oh. No, no electricity. No electricity. Kenny? Having a schedule. Having a schedule, right? Kenny. Squeaking beds, the squeak of the bed, this guy keeps turning onto his side next to me at night, and all I can hear are his mattress springs. Dale? Uh, tough inspection. Tough inspection. Right at home, you just wake up. You don't have to put everything up on your bunk. No one on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday comes around to look at your stuff. Right? Gideon. Uniforms. Right? Why? Hikes. Right? Hikes, we can enjoy them, but they can be real hard. Olivier? Duties. Duties. Ian. No anonymity. You can't just disappear here. You can't just blend out. That's a lot of discomfort. And yet, we're all still here. And we're all growing. You mentioned expeditions. Consider the week in front of you and the lessons we've been discussing. Tomorrow, all of you will be like Skywoman falling into new worlds. If you stop and think and listen, those worlds have all the wisdom you need to navigate their challenges. On expeditions, how do we be humble partners with the natural world, not conquerors of it? What can we do when we're out there to care for the spaces that we're in? Dale. Leave, no Leave no trace. Timmy. Walk thoughtfully. Walk thoughtfully, right? Don't traipse around on different things on the ground. Gavin? Try not to make an impact on fragile parts of nature. We're some of you are going to be up on ridges where some of those plants, they only grow there. They don't grow other places. Baylor. Sure, not taking stuff with you. You see a cool rock, it's really tempting. Take it up, throw it in my pack, keep it for myself, right? Why? Staying quiet for wildlife, also maybe for other people who are around on those trails. Ian? Yeah, staying in our campsites while we're sleeping, not traipsing off. Um, we will see a lot of beautiful, beautiful places next week. How lovely is thy dwelling place? On expeditions, how do we help each other? What will get us through those hard moments of self-doubt,
discomfort, fear. How do we help each other out there? Jackson. Acknowledging the future. Acknowledging the future. What do you mean? Tell me more about that. This is just a stepping stone to better things. Thank you, Jackson. Henry. Encouragement from others. Encouragement from others. Elliot. Staying together, not doing it alone. Staying together. You're not out there by yourself, right? You've got other people you can rely on. Tail. Uh, be, be a friend to other people. Wyatt. Uh, conversations. Conversations. Some of the best conversations I've had have been on hikes, have been on expeditions. Right? It's a great chance to practice that skill, and conversation is a skill. Michael. Have a positive mindset. If you go in thinking, oh, this is going to be horrible, this is going to be horrible, it's going to be like Pip's tree talk, right? Your mind is going to make it horrible. If you go in saying, this is going to be a great chance, this is going to be beautiful, I'm going to learn a lot, you'll do all those things. Right? Go ahead, Will. Split up the work to make it easier, right? Support each other. The creatures in that story, they didn't do it all by themselves. They split it up, took care of each other. Teddy. You're not the only one experiencing the work. You're not the only one experiencing the work. Right? Knowing you're not the only one going through these things. Let them say of me, I was one who believed in sharing the blessings I received. A final theme from the reading is having the wisdom to build for the future. To think beyond our immediate wants. No one gives up in that story, even though they don't know what to do at first. And the challenges are very real. Instead, they all strive to create something that will sustain them and something that will outlast them. Think of how you can use the weeks ahead to grow in ways that will help you across your lifetime. Test out thinking in decades, not in days. Think, while we're in this small community, while you're out in the woods, about the future you want to build for yourself and what you want to give to others. What will be our legacy? What will our children say? What will be the legacy of the summer before you? Let us rise and sing American Anthem.